All right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. No such thing as art. Rolling, right? You got to do the counting. Rolling. Three, two. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Welcome to the podcast, No Such Thing as Art. Welcome. I am Ross Huff. Welcome in. And I'm here with a Tommy. Yep. And we have our guest today, Greg Freeze. Episode three. Greg? Ep- episode three of right. the second season. Glad to be here, gentlemen. Yeah, glad to have you. Um, Greg is a comic in the Fox Valley here. He's actually from uh, F- Fond du Lac and um, traveled here to do a little bit of a as, interview today. As well as a, as well as a, a molder of tomorrow's youth. Yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. A, yeah. We'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> tomorrow's leaders, right? Is that what it is? Tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> sure. Tomorrow's leaders today. That's a good thing. I teach fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah. And you, you've teached, you've taught other grades though over the years too, as well, right? A little bit of third, quite a bit of fifth, but mostly fourth. Okay. Yeah, and fourth graders. I mean, that's a cool age because they're still young enough yet, where like they, um, they're not too cocky and they don't, uh, they don't know it all yet. Right. That happens in fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fourth grade is the perfect age. They love being at school. They typically respect and love their teacher until the teacher earns, you know, otherwise. Yeah. Uh, usually I don't. And uh, uh, it is it is definitely the perfect age. Yeah. They can do stuff. They, they can do a lot of things that little kids can. Yeah. You know, zip their zippers and whatnot. Stuff like that. They yeah. don't have to. <laughs> Blow their own nose. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Well, usually. Usually. I was going to say, you still have your one, one in a few that... I still know sure. a few adults that That's need their, <laughs> right. Like, sleeves are occasionally deputized. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What uh, What's your favorite part about teaching so far? I just like being with kids. I mean, uh, they 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 get me. Um, I have a mentality. I think a lot like a kid. Sure. Uh, in hopefully all the right ways. <laughs> um, I'm a bit petulant on occasion too, I guess, but. Uh, I just like being around kids. They they have a, a innate honesty about them that tends to go away uh, in later years. They yeah. don't. They haven't been um, dragged down by things like uh, racism and, and things like that. Uh, DeAndre isn't the black kid in my class. He's DeAndre. Sure. Yeah. The kid in my class. Right. Yeah. He'll find out he's black in middle school. Yeah. Sure. Um, but but that's not the case in elementary school. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's that, nice to hear something like that these days, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it is too much. You see so much divide in this in this country, in this world in general, and it's over things like that. And it's because we as adults forget where where we came from, kinda, you know, and the mentality we did have when we were kids. Be cool if some people and some people do, they hold on to it. And others, they just uh, just become full of hate. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. 
said a wise man. <laughs> this that, Yoda. Yeah, I, I, I nearly wept. That's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Ross's delivery really has a touch that's why. to it, too. Yeah, that wasn't very movie-like. No, that was... <laughs> It was I. I just quick, quick, quickly uh, whipped it out there, like I'm, I had known to do. You can put it away now. <laughs> just, just put it right away. It's cold. <laughs> we can see that. It's <laughs> barely, but we can see it. So surely you've hit some road bumps along the way in your teaching career. Um, have there been any times where you've like really questioned if that's if that's the 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 future you wanted for yourself? Recently, yeah. Well, I'm a little older. Um. I think I can still do it for quite a bit longer. The problem is I don't have any hobbies. Okay. So if I ever were to actually consider retirement, I don't know what the hell I'd do. <laughs> you know? I yeah, mean, there's make it only tough. so much available on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You know? I don't golf. Uh, you know, I weigh 360 pounds and move like a sloth. Um <laughs> My son's so hand, to, handballs out of the question, huh? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, but but no, I, I I love it. I I love it. Well, no, I you, you have to take out what's going on since since COVID. Yeah, sure. Um, last we finished up the year last year uh, virtually, and it was lousy. Yeah, it was the best we could do with what yeah, we had. Right. This year, I have uh, two groups that I see each twice a week. It's not nearly enough. We're doing again the best we can right. with what we have, but it's it, it's not as joyful as sure. it used to be. I look out among my kids, I see nine kids with masks on. Right. And it yeah. just seems like something's missing. Yeah. yeah, you lose a lot of the personal interaction. I think and that's going with like a lot of things, you know. Well, absolutely. For sure. So it's it's uh, you know I think about retirement, but it, that doesn't seem like the answer either. Sure. Yeah. You know the answer is for COVID to go away and for us to get back the way we were. Yeah. Right? Which exactly. is wishful thinking. That's what we all want. Well, and that's but. the thing. You know, you hear so much about how this is the new norm, and uh, it's amazing though that uh, like you look at even like when it first started out, how everyone was freaked out, like even about like. Uh, like when celebrities were getting it and stuff, like oh my god, our favorite celebrities are going to be dying. Tom and now, Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks is a big one, <clears throat> and like, I don't know, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like now, it's like so. Oh, someone, someone in a football team got it or something. There's somebody that like. Yeah, a lot of someones. Yeah, like and and it's like, kind of. Oh, they'll be back in a couple weeks. You know. That Graham Mertz thing hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had to cancel the entire game. Cancel the that. whole game. I was yeah. looking forward to it. Two thirty yesterday. Yeah, and then you know we held up for the Packer game today, and that really paid off. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <laughs> quite interesting. Yeah, um, this is the first time in probably well probably eighteen or nineteen years that I haven't done fantasy, and honestly, the reason I didn't get involved was because I, I still am not sure that they're going to make it through a whole season. Right, I yeah. think they will, but it's going to be. Scotch tape together. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey. Yeah, but it's been so far. Yeah, so um, yeah, so far. So Greg has good. a P. Yep, Greg's got a P. I do, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is perfect because I had to plug this in. So we'll. Cut All right, this well, out. I'll be right back. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, because I knew I was like waiting to do that because I knew it was gonna make noise and shit. <laughs> Don't finish without me. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we can uh, let's see. Eight eight right. minute mark. Try that again. Eight minute mark. We'll have to figure. We'll hear it. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear it. it. Yeah, we'll we'll go through it. I think we should keep the part in though where he whispers, "I have to pee." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would, I have so he comes back and we're going to start with Alright guys, well thanks for listening That wraps it up <laughs> Greg, thanks for Greg, being here Thanks for coming <laughs> Oh, that would be good Yeah, let's do it I like it um, Yeah, dude, go ahead and take so far, the lead of the conversation Wherever you want to go Yeah, yep, I was going to say uh, I wish I had a piece of paper on me, but I got my phone but like, just uh, <coughs> fantasy football, football in general. We'll go back into football and talk about fantasy a little bit. Um, we got to go into comedy career. Talk we, about your show. Yeah, show. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Watching during all this. What'd you write? What are you watching during all this? Kind of a, yeah. Because we've been kind of doing that with everybody. All this. All this. During all this. During all this. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks yeah. for listening. Greg, thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks for being here, Greg. That was great. Like, it was, My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen in next time where our guest will be My Hand. Making farty noises. <laughs> it's one of the most more interesting conversations we've had. With the it's our spooky <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going to want some more water? Are you going to be good? Are you going to be good? Well, you're going to behave? Because <laughs> we're already on a break right now, so we can... Oh, I'd love some more water. Yeah, yep. I'll run in real quick and get you some more water. You want to refill me? Yeah. And then in five minutes, I'm going to stop. Oh, there it is. And we're back. How's it going, everybody? Good. <sighs> so we were on the topic of football. Were um, we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. COVID and football. COVID and football. <laughs> no, COVID's affected football. So, what are your opinions on on the way COVID has affected football? I mean, same as like probably school, like it's just never going to be the same until it's over. Yeah, well, you know, uh, one of the worst parts about COVID is I'm a huge sports fan, and one of my favorite things in the world is the March Madness basketball tournament. Yeah, and when that got canceled, that's when I knew shit was real. Yeah. Uh, can I swear on here? Yeah, no. you can swear as much as you want. Yeah, I don't swear much. But okay. Sometimes it's appropriate. Yeah. And when they canceled <laughs> the basketball tournament, and then obviously they, they postponed the basketball and the baseball and everything went away. Yeah. Uh, that was hard on f- me. Yeah. Um, sports is important to me. It's a big deal. It's a part of my life. Yeah. And um, I don't play anymore, so... So it's viewing, and, and you know, the, the more things that started to fall, the more difficult it got. And then with all the startups again and, and, and the troubles they had there and the, and the rules they had to adopt, and, yeah. you know, it, it's, 
it's it's difficult. It looks like they got they're moving in the right direction with the NFL. Um, yeah, they haven't come too close to canceling any games. They've yeah, they seem to have been able to adjust. Uh, yeah, accordingly, pretty well for the most part. They've had yeah. to move a few games, but sure. they they've juggled the schedule uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, to fit them all in, it's cost a couple teams maybe a couple victories. Yeah, put them at a disadvantage. But you know, college football, I'm not so sure they're going to make it. I mean, there there are games canceled left and right. Yeah, obviously the Badgers this weekend against uh, uh, Purdue was it, or did they have Purdue next week. I I, Penn, I I'm not sure. Penn State. No, it wasn't Penn State. Nebraska, I, wasn't it? Ah, it was Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. they they canceled the minute. They didn't postpone the Nebraska game. It's it's gone. Um, okay. So I don't think college football is going to make it. I yeah, mean, it's going to be about weird how they your life as a college student yeah. and your interactions with other people. You know, are you keeping six feet? Uh, yeah. Are you following yeah. social distance rules? Right. Unlikely. You know. Right. So. NFL, they got enough money they can go their own direction after practice, right? You know, yeah. But I, yeah, I, it's kind of it'll be interesting too to see how this affects the careers of certain collegiate athletes that were either hoping to or planning to, yeah, to proceed to the next level. You know, like the obvious number one pick in next year's draft is uh, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson. He missed this week with COVID. Uh, he's already out for next week's game Gosh. you know it's not going to affect his draft st- uh status. status but still his record oh well clemson's yeah yeah they almost lost to a subpar team boston college this this weekend yeah yeah crazy yeah it, and it's just like i mean you figure at any time illness is going to affect a team but this is so the quarantining of it all i mean that college athlete might not be even affected that much but because of the rules that are in place about quarantining, they are going to be out for two weeks, you know. That person might just lost their taste and smell yeah. and are right back at it. But that's the problem. This like It affects everyone differently. So, like, it's so, it's so strange to see, like, when it does hit, like, a, a very healthy person, like, hard. But it, it does, it does uh, have a way of just running its course in all different ways all different aspects like some people lose their taste and smell and it's gone like for a while yeah and they still because like, i work with a guy who that's what he's got going on and you're seeing a lot more of that now now that there's more and more exposure and stuff people who have had it and and are uh are moved on from it but um yeah i was just listening to the interview the joe rogan interview with maynard yeah and uh the singer from tool and he had gotten it Last, what, February? He got it pretty early. Yeah. And um, he's saying that he still has, like, long-term effects that he's dealing with from it. Yeah. Well, Ross and I know a guy who's a, who's a promoter a yep. little further north. Yeah. Uh, Reinald Iceman, uh, who, got the, who got the virus, and he's still laid up. Yeah. And has been for months. Yeah, he's been, like, he and was he in got, coma for a while. He got oh, racked. Dang. Yeah. Yes. And that was uh that was um yeah he was booking also and he even still booked a show that we did actually uh yeah, a few weeks ago a few weeks ago that um that he had booked and that was strange going there and uh, cuz he wasn't there cuz I've done some shows for him in the past and he's always present he's normally the host and then he'll he's the one you go to to get paid out um 
but that we that all got taken care of by the owner and stuff and so that was really cool. It's cool that he was able to still kind of like use his contacts to, to, get to set something up. up. Yep. So how did the show go? You guys want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yep. Um, I shot, the show went amazing. When I first showed up there, it was funny because you were already there. And uh, I think everyone was already there. I, was, I get uh, there early. Yeah, you hell. always show up to shows really early. I'm uh, I try to, <laughs> and, then, yeah. like, and then shit just comes yeah, up. Yeah, but like you it were always plenty early. Play. Yeah, yep. And I always I always show up early enough. I'm always I just always plan on it's I do that on purpose. I plan on trying to get there earlier to, to be there at a decent time because <laughs> I know how life gets and like it's something's gonna come up and. But yeah, no, it's so go in and it's like the hall was filled with majority people who are probably retired, and okay. Like you know, and, and they were older. Well, yeah, well retired and stuff, and uh, like there were some tables. I mean, these people had to been in their seventies. Oh you yeah, like, yeah, but they, just, but they, they were there for a comedy show. Yeah, yep. so it was dinner and a comedy dinner show, and right? A yeah, comedy show. at a good okay. dinner and a good, yeah, very. What, good what was the meal. venue? Um, <laughs> this was uh, what the hell is the name of that place? Uh, Rendezvous. Yeah. Was it a bar? Or yeah, a... it's a uh, late, actually a bowling lane in the basement. Oh no, okay. Uh, that's where I first went in. It I was a pretty in. cool place. Yeah, I walked in and I'm like, what the hell is? Where this? was this at now? Um, this was in uh, Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Oh, yep. okay, yep. all right. Yeah, that was uh, that was a cool show. I they had up... chicken, which I don't eat chicken. Yeah, and they had these ribs, which were good. Yeah, the ribs were amazing. Mashed potatoes, gravy, corn. Yeah, that's one of the. Did best. we have an argument? What's that about? Yeah, about the uh, um, mixing up we, the. Uh, we agreed, right? Yeah, you and I agreed <laughs> that you can mix up uh, corn and mashed potatoes and gravy, and gravy, all you, that. You can well, mix not it all you together. can. You should. You should exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. the way it's intended because trying to eat corn just so on who its said own, you shouldn't. Um, that was Jack Hazley. He, I knew oh, you can't was, listen to him. I he's got a mustache. Was, I know, he's a he's, moron. He's, <laughs> <laughs> and, and mostly he's because a, he's not here. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's got his own podcast going, actually, so uh, definitely... Talking about out. how he's, you shouldn't mix food? Yeah, how you shouldn't mix food. He's definitely... He's, he's OCD, he, I think, with certain things. Is he uh, afraid to and, try uh, things? Like, it's, he just doesn't... He doesn't think things should be mixed. Is he one of those people that, includes, that doesn't eat sushi because uh, he doesn't like raw fish? Yeah, I don't know if he's done, done sushi. I'm not sure. Oh. I, but, like, yeah. Well, I, you for think it's time, Jack. I think it's good. I like sushi, but it's not just raw fish. Yeah, no, I had you it have once. cooked fish and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, normally it's like heavily salted and stuff. It's cured somehow. They have sushi? cured fish. Some of it is. No, fish is cured, but not the sushi. The, not sushi, the sushi. Sushi's okay. rolled. Yeah. Sushi's rolled up into seaweed and rice. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't terrible when I had it. Yeah. No, it's one of those things that like it fills you up in a strange way too, because like you're eating them and you're not thinking you're getting filled up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, I'm actually pretty full, like off of like. A handful of rolls. <laughs> yeah, and that was something nice, but it's a lot of car like the rice that's wrapped in and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuji sushi, I don't think it's around anymore. That's where I I remember going and stuff. On Northland? Yeah, yep. I went back I went there back in the day at yeah. high school. It was a good place. They had good cheap, good sushi. Uh I think that was my first exposure to it. Yeah, that's the same here. And then I got really spoiled working at the restaurant. Yeah, yep, because you yeah. And um and now I'm kind of snobby about it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but that's because, I mean, you get... They had high-quality sushi. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, get it was fresh fish flown in from the Atlantic to Chicago and then driven up here, you know, and it was... Yeah. 
It was a lot different than, say, something you get from festival. Yeah. Yep. They got pretty decent sushi, too, though. Yeah, it's one of those things. Better like than I the know. gas station. Yeah, the girl's <laughs> serving at She's Oriental. Where? At festival? Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it makes it taste a little better, anyway. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing to see, like, the, uh, the different... Like you never would have seen sushi the way it's sold. The commonality of it. Yeah, like and like when we were younger and stuff, I don't remember ever sushi being that. Well, big it's funny because when I was cooking have, like, for a people, sushi stand in the grocery store. You get like these, you know, these macho guys with their tap out t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all afraid to try sushi because they don't like raw fish. Yeah. It, it was just kind of strange, like, to me. You know, wouldn't that? Wouldn't you equate that as more macho, like eating raw fish? Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't equate equate it to a gender. It's strange to me that you would equate a tap out shirt with macho. <laughs> <laughs> Machismo, <laughs> uh, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was definitely one of the things with the going on the t shirt thing. That's uh, when you see. What the hell's uh, Joe? Not Joe Exotic, but uh, the Lion. The what the hell was that called? No, Tiger King. There we go. <laughs> the Lion King. The Lion King. No, Tiger King. The um, the one guy that's in there. He's your atypical like, like who would wear like a shirt like that? I'm trying to think what the hell his name was. Jeff Lowe. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was definitely your t- typical douchebag. That I don't know, <laughs> and he's still. They still, the media still follows him. So back on to our show, like, that we actually got fed. So that was, like, one of the things that, like... Yeah, I, you don't get that as no, a comic, huh? No. I mean, well, and, like, I have I think there's been one other show I went to that they were pretty much, like, I got food and they didn't charge me for it. They were just <laughs> like, oh, no, you did a good job up there. Like, don't don't worry about it. And it was like, really? Like, that was cool. So if you sucked, they would have so, charged Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was, oh, you were terrible. That's $28. Yeah, but this was, like, planned ahead of time. Like, they had, they already figured they would make us boxes You were up. guaranteed food? Yeah, and we didn't know that. Nice. Like, you weren't told that, right? Like, no. I didn't. So we go there, and I we got a bonus everything, man. How that about was, the desserts? The desserts were amazing. Oh, this Those peanut were, butter chocolate yeah. thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they had a handful of different things. We had a, like a, it was cool because they they packaged it all up individually for us in these uh, to go containers. And I went there. I hadn't eaten all day, so I just wolfed mine down right away. <laughs> like I was when you were eating, did you like we we made it? and I, they paid us more than I, I got 400 bucks for that night yeah. damn so, yeah. that's fucking I just sweet. made that up to I was see what say, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but we did get paid more yeah, than expected paid, yeah way more than expected I couldn't believe that yeah and it was a fun uh, fun crowd like you say they were there they had that dinner and then they were there for comedy they were all ears yeah it's yep. nice it's a good idea to do dinner first because it kind of loosens everybody up you yeah, know yep. then nobody's sitting in there hangry oh, like, there were yeah. there were a lot of uh a lot of uh manhattan glasses getting empty yeah, right? so, yeah. that's nice to oh, increase yeah. the, the last for the last time i did a show for bruno was in uh coleman which is up there somewhere yep mm-hmm. yeah i've been yeah and uh my daughter and her friend came they didn't have tickets so i had to buy their tickets then i bought them dinner <laughs> and that's a, a pretty good haul, so I paid, you know, for my gas. I, I lost money on the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Luxembourg was a step in the right direction. Hell yeah, yeah that's definitely. all you can do, right? And then, uh, and then upcoming, 
they've uh, uh, rekindled the old uh, Wisconsin comedy tour, Ross. Oh, really? Uh, with our friend rapping Stevie B. Really? Yeah. First stop, Fond du Lac. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> is that are, are you involved with that in any way? Or I am. Awesome. Yeah. That was I, I went and saw. Um, that was when I was first getting into comedy, and uh, I kind of got hit up. By them, and then it would turn into Fox Valley comedy, and then there was, you know, yeah, with uh, Lyle Sydney, with, yep, yeah. and because uh, Lyle, I think, was working with uh, with them, wasn't he? He was working with Stevie B. Yeah, yeah, yep, and then yeah, yep, that was an interesting, uh, interesting to see how that all played out and everything. But now you got two separate companies, and I'm all for it because that's that many more shows. You know, that's, that's that many more shows. That's exactly <laughs> that's, right. More opportunities for us to do what we love to do. Yep, exactly. So what? Uh, what is the tour then? What's it consist of? Uh, well, we don't know. It hasn't. It hasn't fully formed. I know. Um, one of the guys that's going to be there is Stevie. Oh, he doesn't go by Stevie Bundren. Uh, Steve. <laughs> Stevie Randall. Stevie Randall. Stevie Randall is booked for that first Wisconsin comedy tour. Uh, which is December 12th on a Saturday. It's uh, at a place that used to be the Knights of Columbus. I don't know what it's called now. Okay. Um, but uh, so it's there. it remains to be seen. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's Very not, cool. uh, it's not completely uh, figured out. Sure. Once that's it awesome. gets figured out though, that's, it'll be cool to see. Cause I know they did, they put on good shows. You know what I mean? Like when I went and saw the one, it was on 420. And Sean was the one that headlined that one. And okay, you were on I remember that. That, that was yep. my first professional gig. That was, yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. a good Where was that was one? I, I recall that. Berlin. Okay. Was that Berlin. That's right. Wait, Berlin. 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 Yeah. Like the one of those take two. my we breath away. We were not in Germany. Yeah, no, it was not the super group. It was not the super group Berlin. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just called that. Take my breath away. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He's normally yelling at my ass. Is that Days that. of Thunder? Is <laughs> that, or is that <laughs> is that the movie or is that one from Top Gun? I I, I think it might be from Top that was in Top Gun. Yeah, Top All right. Gun. <laughs> Man, what a soundtrack that movie! A has. movie I've never seen. Really? Ah, uh, bits and pieces. I've seen bits and pieces too. Same here. I know I, that's I've never wrong, especially for my age. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the a, thing. It's like that's It's my era. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely movies, like, when you look at different era movies, why don't we go into that? Um, Like, we grew up with, um, like, Kevin Smith, you and I. Like, we would have, like, because you're only a couple years older than me, I think, right? Because I'm... I'm I'm, old. I'm older than dog shit. Yeah, that's what... (laughs) Well, I I remember you were, uh, well, that that makes me a little bit younger than dog shit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Kevin Smith movies were brilliant. Yeah, Kevin Smith movies were amazing. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say, like, early high school career for me would be, like, coming into Clerks and Chasing Amy and those. Yeah. The early ones. Yeah, and that's so, but, like, so you... You would have been like '80s would have been kind of your your time. Yeah, time for, for me the movies would have been um, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast yep. Club. Those were, uh, you know, Ferris Bueller. Those were the big movies when I was in and high they were, school. They were great movies. You look at some F- of that F- stuff. F- fantastic. Still, still held that that '80s movie era is still held so highly. Even even when you look at some how cheesy some of the shit was from it, I think that's what still makes it for me. In a way, it was kind of like the last great age of movies, right? Yeah. Because like, 
then you, you get into I mean don't get me wrong like one of my top five favorite movies is Jurassic Park but you start to get into computer integrated films a yeah. lot more in the 90s and then since then you know but um back in the 80s you know you got that you got the Spielberg and George Lucas and and these guys actually making with materials et yeah, you yep. know what i mean indiana jones another you know another classic but the style of filmmaking has changed since then totally a lot of it's more computer you know animated like you say i think but you see you see a trend right now where they're starting to go back into puppetry, they're starting to go back into some of this stuff. Oh yeah, because they realize the nostalgia of it. I think I think Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino kind of always had. I think and Rob Zombie too. They kind of never. They always paid homage to the old truly, style yep, of filmmaking, yep. so they never let it truly die, which yeah. is is kind of cool. Yeah, and Tarantino's a big one. I mean, some of his earlier stuff wasn't like it had aspects of it, but you can see it a lot more in the later stuff. Where he is really paying homage to a lot of that, but like you look at like Reservoir Dogs, like I, my Res- favorite film of his. Oh yeah, it's an amazing movie, and like you, it's it's, it's just incredibly written. Yeah, the story, yeah. The the plot line and the dialogue and the actors. I mean, the actors could have been in, any more perfect for the for the characters. Chris Penn and uh, Harvey Keitel. I mean, that guy. Yeah, I think he's a wizard. Even Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Who has like played how many roles over the years? Goofy ass roles, like serious roles, crazy eyes, crazy for Mr. eyes, Deeds. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. but like he was such a pivotal character in that movie. The way he, yeah, you really see the diversity the and depth of his acting for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, that was a good, that was a good flick. I like him in Big Daddy. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the uh, homeless guy. Yep, that one just came out on Netflix. Actually, not that I, I think they he wanted a cheeseburger. Yeah, yep. That's no, right. no, 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 no. He wanted a breakfast, breakfast sandwich, yeah, yep. and, and they missed it because it started at ten thirty instead of eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I watch. I remember watching it as a kid that movie, and I'm sure you were an adult when that came about. Yeah. I, I I was a kid and thought it was funny for different reasons. Um, and then watching it as an adult, having kids now, oh my god! Like it is so much. De- like that is one of his better movies, in my opinion. Uh, to me, it's Daddy. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yep. Did I, you and, see like, his new one on Netflix, Hubie Hubie Halloween? Yeah, that one's pretty goofy. Did you watch it? Yeah, yep. It's pretty darn goofy. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's in that. I yeah. think that one was a case of like Adam Sandler's like, hey, I want to make a movie for Netflix. I'm just gonna call all my friends. And yeah, and just have see like, if they want to well, be in it. All, yep. It seems like all his movies. Yeah. Yep. Well, not all of his movies. I mean, there's obvious, obviously ones like uh, the ones he's done with Drew Barrymore. And sure. Stuff like that. Right. Those are love, different. Love, com- yeah. Rom coms. Yep. Rom coms. But then the, he, you know, he still come out with uh, Uncut Gems last year, which was. Completely out of left field for Adam that was Sandler, a one, yeah. which I think was great. I think it was awesome. Oh. I think it was a good move for him career wise, but also to oh. to show everybody that he still he still is a, a valid actor. You Tommy, know? did you see that whale surfacing in the distance? <laughs> that was really cool. I think it was an orca. <laughs> yeah, I he's had some horrible movies. Oh yeah, yeah, like. Little Nicky and Little Nicky was one that I I didn't mind too much, but it was cheesy. There was cheesy oh, aspects of it. it. Oh, um, and there's uh, I think more because um, when I was younger, I had like 
I was raised quite religiously and stuff, so like something like that was quite taboo and yeah, and like I just found a lot of it funny because they kind of they 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 took what I had always like had been quite villainized growing up, obviously Satan and all that, and like made fun of it and kind of had fun with sure. it. Sure. So that was one for me that there were funny aspects of it, but in all of his movies, there's always a part that's like, well, why? Like, why did you even have to do that? You know, like the it's, penguin in Billy yeah, Madison. Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> I, I never understood that. <laughs> and it's all just stuff that, like, you got to figure, like, they got to be sitting around at a writer's table and just giggling their ass off, and like, we're putting it in. We don't. It's for us, not for anybody else. You know, like bunch of dope on that. Oh, table. I'm sure. I'm sure. I know uh, his albums are what really influenced me with a lot of my music stuff yeah um listening to that growing up because that was uh like snl in my opinion everyone everyone goes by what their era of snl was so i'm sure, sure like for you it's it's um probably like it is for my dad and stuff too that original cast and all that that's like i'm a little beyond that yeah I, I, that that was 75 yeah and, yep. and i'm I, I was born in 68 yeah yep. so i wasn't watching it then but I definitely appreciated them. Yeah, I was a little well, later with uh, Eddie Murphy in the gang. Yes, yep, that was that, that was, was my that was my crew. Yep, and you still had some of them guys that were there. Yeah, and uh, you said you had like there was a time there too where like that that new that new age came in like uh, Sandler and Farley and stuff right on the tail oh. end of them other guys, and you had like uh, Dana Carvey and you had uh, Mike Myers. Who were amazing, like watching all them work together. Right. Th- those seasons are freaking phenomenal. There was a stretch it, where it was pretty hard to beat. Yeah, uh, as far as t- good television. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's I know SNL to me has always been like the pinnacle of what like a sketch comedy show is on TV. But yeah. I th- like I think as I got older and stuff too, like you had seen Dave Chappelle. He did. He yeah, kind of changed it up completely, and kind of got more access to it as we got older. Yeah, right? yep. Like SCTV, Dave Chappelle, Key and Peele, Mad TV. Yeah, I feel right. Like- and Mad TV was a little bit more outside the SNL box. Well, you Their had- stuff was a little bit weirder. Well, Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee was one on on uh, Mad TV that yep. I always thought was like cool as hell. Yeah, like the way he. Um, he was just over the top, though. He was always over the top. He was just on uh, Burt Kreischer's well, show. Well, that's what that's a lot of those guys from Mad TV were a little bit weirder. That's a, a yep. little bit more over the top. But that's that's where Key and Peele came from. Mad TV. Yep. You know, so it was kind of cool that, that they were able to have a platform to to make those. You know, because. A lot of those Mad TV sketches would have never caught it on SNL. No. SNL got to a point real fast where it was the standard. Yep. You know. And I think that uh, at, at that time, like when the, the two of them were going, you had you had a period where, like, in my opinion, uh, Will Ferrell was holding up a lot of the humor there. Uh, there oh, yeah. The, the, the um, guests that were coming on were amazing guests. Right. And you had some solid people, like, for backup stuff. But as far as, like, the star of the mm-hmm. skit, like, he he really stepped up, I feel like, and, and filled a role that needed to be filled at that time. Right. Whereas, uh, like, Mad TV at that time had a, had a whole cast that mm-hmm. was actually so, – so you saw some of the early, like, Stuart. 
Right. That was right when Stuart was starting to get popular right. and shit. And that's when Mad TV kind of, I don't want to say dethroned SNL because yeah, I don't think you ever dethroned it. Yeah, but like, I it think was, it's always going to be a, a second place to what SNL. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big part in due to production. What I don't, I don't think that it was on at the same time, was it? I don't think Mad TV was on on Saturday night. So it I, was think, on, I think it was on Friday night. Yeah, so I mean you had like people could watch both. Like, it wasn't like you had to choose between the two or nothing. Like, Mad TV was was definitely... Uh, but, like, coming from your era in Living Color, well, that, was, that would have been... Yeah, but a little before that was SCTV mm-hmm. okay, out yep. of Toronto yeah, with yep. um, John yeah, Candy, Candy yep, and Rick John Moranis and, and and those guys. That was... There Eugene was a lot Levy. of good stuff on that. Yeah, there was... A, yeah, you're right. I totally... Catherine O'Hara. Forgot about yep. that one. It's I cool think Eugene Levy was in that crew. Yeah, yeah, Eugene Levy, he's hilarious. Well, and it was cool because both those roads kind of converged, and the, and then you saw a lot of those actors teaming up, making yeah. films together. Yep, yeah. the Saturday Night Live actors and the SCTV actors, and again created some pretty iconic films. You know, like uh, National Lampoon's Vacation and Oh yeah, Animal House and yep. a lot of those those from that era. Vacation has just recently been supplied. I have a, a a published list of my top 100 movies. Okay. And Vacation has just been supplanted and moved to number two. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Step Brothers took the lead. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> now that I've seen it 90 times. Yeah. You know, it's... That's a good movie, honestly. There's so many classic one-liners that came yeah, out of that exactly. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like, like uh, Will Ferrell... Like saying before how he kind of held up SNL for a while, he it shows with how his movie career now after the fact. How many like not out of the park like you're gonna see it on TV? Elf, mm-hmm. Christmas time, Elf's gonna right. be on. It's it's a pretty funny movie. Like and he does he does amazing in it. He plays that fucking part so well. Yeah, I and, agree. And uh, I I think that um, he definitely with Step Brothers and then with Anchorman. And Anchorman was the one that, like, really, another another one, bunch of one-liners that came yeah, from it. Yeah, I think, and Old School was one for me, too, that was... Oh, yeah, yeah. In, immediately when you saw it, it was like, this is a fucking instant classic. Yes, I'm a, yep. I'm a big uh, Vince Vaughn guy, too. Yeah, yeah. So Vince that, Vaughn's good. That was money to me when those two get together. And that's there. There, there's that team of guys too, and 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 like he's definitely in it. Yeah, Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's. It's just it's so cool to see that Jack Black's even in on that too. You'll see him right. involved. Um, it's just so cool to see like how that crew kind of did stuff, and then you had another crew that came through with. Uh, um, Come on, no, the guys that did uh, uh, Pineapple Express. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and his crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool to oh, see. Oh, Jonah, yeah, Jonah, yeah, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Which I just watched the other day in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. And his only role. <laughs> the boots. Yeah. Is trying to buy the boots from the, <laughs> we sell our stuff on eBay yeah. store. Yeah, to take them yeah. home and wear them. <laughs> the, gold, the goldfish, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie, and that's I, there's a lot of like I remember watching that one and not really realizing who a lot of them actors were, and watching it later on after sure. a lot of them got you know bigger. They were actually on with Judd Apatow did it. It was called uh, Freaks and Geeks. It was on for one I season. I tried to get that. Yeah. Uh, vi- you uh, you ha- you can buy the video. Yeah, it used of, to be on Netflix for a little while. Yeah, it's not now not anymore. Yeah. I, you can't get it on uh, Amazon either. Jeez, oh, wow! He's, he's written and produced a, uh, a good handful of those films. I think you know, like 
Paul Rudd's kind of loosely affiliated with that group. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, uh, the guy from um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah. J- Jason. Uh, what the hell's his name now? How from How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, yep. Yeah, he was He's, in. Uh, <laughs> that was his big thing. He only did like one movie a year, like because of that show. Yeah, well, then he got really like really in on board with the Muppets uh, project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, and so did uh, so did um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris too. Oh yeah, and he did. Or am I thinking Smurfs? I'm thinking Smurfs. Did he? Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris got involved with Smurfs. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, I don't know if you've seen that yet. The uh, life, uh, real life action Smurf movies. I. Doesn't sound interesting to me. No, and I, I, you I never take thought some acid I would with want me to and watch it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I haven't ever done acid. I suppose that would be a good time yeah. to start. <laughs> the guy they got to play the main uh, bad guy, what's his name now? Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. I always, my son knows his name, and I always like, Gargamel? You know, like, and he's like, no, no, Dad, Gilgamesh. Yeah, it's not you know, Gargamel. Like, what's Gargamel from? Gar- I don't know. Like, I, I know Gargamel. That's is something. Like a, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, like. I know that he, um, my son's what got me into it recently, so I watched him live action once, because I remember watching the cartoons on, like, a boomerang when I was younger, and that would have been, when you were younger, that would have been on, they actually, it was funny, because I told my son, because he's all into it, I'm like, they actually had this show on, too, called Snorks, where they had, like, the fucking, the little, uh, snorkels that came off the top of their head, they yeah. didn't have a regular nose, and, because, uh, there was such popularity with the Smurfs, that they, um, they tried to do it underwater, there was so many cartoons that came out of that era that were like Kung Kung uh, Kung uh, what was the hell was the name of that that dog Kung Hong Kong Fui Hong Kong Fui yep. <laughs> yeah like that that show was amazing Hong Kong like Fui. yeah number one super guy <laughs> Mighty Mouse yeah yep. like remember uh, the Tick yeah the Tick was yep and Super Dave. I don't know if I remember Super Dave. Super Dave Osborne? Yeah. That's what I, I remember the show when it first came out on Showtime. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I wow, love yeah. Super Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it, they eventually turned it to a Saturday morning. A it, yeah, it was like half live and then half of it was animated. Super Dave would get absolutely mangled every week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check that out. I don't remember that. Do you remember Will Ferrell's uh, Ice Capades thing in... Blades of Glory. Yeah, after, yes, yeah. After he he fell from grace. Yeah. Yeah, and he thrown up in his suit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good movie for him, and that was one that was so underrated. I feel like I think it was, was a Blades very good movie. That was uh, one of my favorites of his. Actually, but let me rephrase that. That movie made me laugh a lot. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> Calling it a very good movie might be a stretch, but yeah. I loved it. It it was it. There's so my many third funny favorite parts. Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I really like, uh, I just love the way he, he come out. And there was another one, too, uh, tr- not Tropic Thunder. Uh, the Tropics is in it. Oh, uh, where he's semi-pro. a semi-pro basketball yep, semi-pro. player. Yep. That's another one that didn't get nearly is. But they're great movies, and they're funny. They You laugh the entire time. Like because, the bear scene? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's everybody calm down. And, like, and my favorite all. actor is in, in uh, semi-pro, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson. He's in uh, so much shit. Real quick, I want to. I got to talk about Woody Harrelson, but I want to tell you, you were right. Gargamel is the character from. Oh, this Gargamel. Movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was incorrect, but um, I just caught a podcast recently called "Son of a Hitman," and it's about Woody Harrelson's father. Uh, so, not supposedly there's he went to jail, prison for for murders. He was a hitman, uh, 
for a long time, and uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting to hear about. Uh, Woody Harrelson doesn't speak. He gives a couple statements to the podcast. Yeah. But primarily his brothers do the talking in the podcast. Oh, okay. Pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do when I retire is is kill people for money. There you go. I've uh, given it a fair <laughs> amount of thought over the years. I mean, you know? why not? If you're going to kill people, you might as well get paid for it. Right? I'll find out and make sure that they're really bad people first. Sure. I don't want to kill any good people. Yeah. Kind of like the... the um, I think Jeffrey Dahmer did that, too. Yeah, Jeffrey, it was only bad people. It was people that didn't have... It was have... not bad people. How can a 14-year-old kid from <laughs> no, it was, Thailand it was, be bad? It was, it was, it was people that uh, didn't have, like... Families that would miss them and stuff like that. Well, I don't oh, make it so bad. No, no, it was right. Like loners. He'd go for that, like, so they wouldn't be recognized or not recognized. I'd but like missed. to take a moment re- remembrance of Conorak's synthesome phone. <laughs> That's what his last victim. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. That's what. <laughs> Just a moment. It's I went to the Ambassador Hotel once before they before they re- re- renovated it or whatever. Yeah. And I'd use the payphone. This is. Long that long ago, and I remember uh, using my sweatshirt to not touch anything. I was kind of freaked out by the whole thing. Well, I do a joke in uh, in my act about um, jokes that kids have come up and told me because they think that's what being a stand-up comedian is. And literally, a kid came up to me and said, uh, "Do you know? Uh, do you know how they know Jeffrey Dahmer was a smoker?" It's because they found butts behind the couch. <laughs> a kid literally told me that joke. Right after he asked me, do you know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? <laughs> yes. I hope that's how you start that's... your joke. You guys yeah. know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? Yeah, I, I said, we don't, you, we don't go up on stage and tell jokes. But I will steal your joke. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it might get a laugh. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I like I, That's a great setup because you can, you can even as you, like, come up with stuff, too, just say that, like, kids said the shit. You uh, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the joke I tell about meat and fish. Yeah. The kid never told me that no, joke. No, it's what <laughs> I want to tell that joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you can yeah. say... You know, it's it's like you can bring up these forbidden topics. Yeah, exactly. On stage by saying, <laughs> "So and so told me." Told this. me, yeah. This kid, yeah. Told me or right. my brother is, uh, my my brother's a Catholic priest, so I can tell this joke. Yeah, you you touch on that. I uh, the last the last show we did, you said that you're like, um, you you rattled off a bunch of your family that was different shit. Like I said, my Jewish, my brother. <laughs> I said, okay, well, what I said was, my brother's a retard. Uh, he's also black. He's a Catholic p- priest, and he's a rabbi. So oh, I can what? tell. So I can make fun of all those. People. <laughs> I don't even have a brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if I did, he'd be all those things. He'd be all those things. <laughs> yes, he would. That's funny, and I, I geeked on that. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely it's fun to see what you can get away with sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's typically not my thing. Yeah. But, you know, like the show I'm going to be doing in, in Fond du Lac, if it ever comes to fruition, you know, I'm going to know a lot of people in that audience. Yep. Uh, the last time I did a Fond du Lac show, uh, we sold it out in a day and a half. Nice. 80 tickets. Holy crap. And, nice. and we overbooked it, but 
we figured it out. I was it was that Grandpa's a comedy. Okay, yeah, and yeah. it was with Greg Willett and uh, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> um, both amazing comedians too. Yeah, and old. Yeah, you, you know, know I, Kenny uh, Greg's pushing seventy. Yeah, Greg and Kenny's like fifty nine. Yep, and uh, help me with Kenny's last name, Walther. Well, yep, Walther. Yeah, I just want to give him him credit, but um, I looked out and I'm going to do this joke with the word retard in it, and I'm looking right across the way at the lady in my school district <laughs> who is in charge of, um, and I forget the name of the department, but she's in the ch- charge of special ed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did teach with her for 15 years yeah, when, so she knows when we were young, and so she was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's still that's got to be a moment of like ah, what do I do here? Yeah, and right? I, I yeah, and during that show, I um I said I've never used in twenty at the time it was twenty six years as a teacher I've never once used the f word in front of a child but damn do I think it a lot? <laughs> How often do I look at a kid every day and say what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I feel, I feel like my dad actually did say that to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely got Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, and I had like 15 parents in the audience of <laughs> former students. Yeah. So and I said, and if you're wondering if I ever thought that about your kid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. See, and I bet you got That's great laughs funny. on that. And here's the thing. Totally the parents who were there that night. Yeah. Um are more irreverent they're gonna have kids that are goofy as hell yeah they can handle that yeah, you know yeah. it wasn't it, no i don't think i've ever offended anybody with my comedy no i i um, well to be honest i mean they probably thought it that thought it too you know oh, it's <laughs> you probably know said I mean? it. right <laughs> that's the difference this is something they can relate to yep um so on that note like how long have you been doing comedy for then um not that I should need to be reminded. It's 2020. I started in July of 2018. Okay. Four days after my 50th birthday. Okay. Yeah. That was, uh, I had wanted to do comedy for a long time, and I didn't know that there were any outlets in yeah. the area yep. whatsoever. Did a little research, ended up at the green room. That night at the green room, I did well. Um, I was really pleased with how it went. There was a guy there named Christopher Olson, who's a pretty big-time comedian in the Valley. Yep. And at the time, he had uh, a weekly, um, the Dairy... Dairyland? Dairyland. Dairyland Brew Pub. Oh, yeah. Dairyland Brew Pub in Appleton. He had a weekly open mic. So I started going every week. Okay. And I was excited because... I heard they had free beer for comedians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was a free beer. A free beer. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't even worth the gas money, but <laughs> I met a lot of great people. Yeah. Uh, I met some people who, when I thought I should be done with comedy, told me I should not be done with comedy. Yep. Nathan Metz. Nathan Metz is amazing. Christopher Olson. Uh, yeah. Cody. Cody. Uh, they told me, don't, don't be done. You're good. And it was at a time where I didn't feel like I was very good. Yep. And it's it's hard because, like, as a uh, – I believe it's Tech9 who said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know who Tech Nine is at all. I know um, all the gangster rappers. Yeah, I have a seventeen-year-old son. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you you know. I know J Cole. That's <laughs> no. Is it J Cole? It's uh. Yep. Yep. Okay. There was uh. I know Megan the Stallion. It's <laughs> throwing out random rappers, random rappers. <laughs> of whose songs she I could not got name me one. Beat I don't know any it's just everybody uh, that was a musical guest on SNL for the last two months. <laughs> yeah, she was there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, hey, did you guys see Biebs recently Beebs, on SNL? Yeah. No, was he no, good? I heard about it though. It's funny. He's a talent. Yeah, he is. He always the, guy, has been. the boy can sing. Yeah. Yep. He can sing. Thanks. He can do everything, and he's funny. I feel like he does, like, his, I think he's been on there before and he did all right. Who's the funniest singer ever on SNL? Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Oh, fantastic. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got good chops for yeah. sketch comedy. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's almost as good as Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got impeccable timing for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Dick in a Box is still, like, one of my favorite comedy songs. <laughs> well, that's, songs. that's, <laughs> that, that's in the top yeah. five all-time SNL. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Oh, What's yeah. your favorite skit, boys, ever? Uh, favorite skit for SNL, or just in general? Um, well, it's going to be SNL, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say, God, it's a hard one, because there's so many, <laughs> you know? Um, I always liked, uh... Adam Sandler's doing the uh, uh, lunch lady. That was always just because of the hoagies and grinders and stuff. Like Canteen Boy. And can- Canteen Boy was good too. That was a really funny With one. With Adam actually. Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Yep. That yeah. one's pretty darn good. That one's. I always liked that one. Um, there's, there's been a handful <laughs> that like because that's the era that I really sure. I enjoyed. And, um, but you look back even like the buzzing off one, like that's a damn good skit. You know what I mean? Like I keep the, thinking of the one uh, Dan Aykroyd, the uh, escape shark, land oh, shark, yeah. land shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that, I forgot about that. Sorry. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, I keep popping in my head. It, that's yeah. That is pretty. That one's up there, man. That one makes me geek out just thinking about it. Mine's uh, pretty obscure. Let me see if you guys remember. It, it was synchronized swimming. <laughs> okay, yeah. And it yeah. was Christopher. It was Martin Short. And Christopher Guest, and they wanted to be in the Olympics for synchronized swimming, <laughs> even though it was not yet a sport. Yeah, so they were. And, so they were, and, and, and uh, Martin Short could not swim. You know, <laughs> uh, on the in the sked, he says, "I'm not that strong a swimmer," <laughs> and his partner says. Yes, and, and Lawrence cannot swim. <laughs> that was my favorite all-time skit. Yeah. Dude, uh, Dana Carvey is, like, so, so funny, I feel like, though. Like, that's one of those guys that just, like, always nailed it out of the park. There is. I think I could pick a favorite skit from each era. Yeah. For yep. sure. But, yeah, Dana Carvey was pretty pretty great. I mean, his, Ed Grimley. his impressions. What was that? Dana Carvey was Ed Grimley, wasn't he? Uh, no, that was Martin Short. You're right. That was Martin that was Short. Martin Short. Yeah, played the dance. triangle. Yeah. He would dance. He loved <laughs> Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid little colic in front. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you, uh, little uh, trivia, do you know who the first host was of Saturday Night Live? I want to say Steve Martin. George Carlin. That makes sense. Yep. That was, because uh, he was the big comedian, you know what sure. I mean? So. That's who they had hosted, and uh, 
It was. Was that in 1975? I think so. Yeah, had been. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that was like he hosted it a couple times that season. It's crazy too because the FCC hadn't been established yet. Yeah. And the rules for television were a lot different back then. Yep. It would have been. It's wild just now to see see old videos of it. And you're like, they, they can say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that they got away with. You even look at some of the movies, like Blazing Saddles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you could get away with making of, a movie like that now. Like, Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, Mel Brooks was a... And, you know, History the thing the is, is he's, he's hilarious. And I feel like he... he uh, being Jewish himself, he got away with, like, making fun of a lot of crap that was kind of... Like some touchy shit that um, the whole the producers. But see, back then it wasn't touchy shit. It yeah. was a lot different back then. Yes, yep. I think also, in a certain way, it was kind of, it was kind of poking fun at those issues. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean? When you could. Yeah, right. Right. I feel like he kind of paved paved a uh, a way for a different look at some of the stuff too, like making fun of some of them racial racial things and like putting it out there like that like in Spaceballs when they're combing the desert and the two black guys have a pick yeah. like <laughs> like, it's, like something like and it's hilarious and I don't care who you are like stuff like that yeah is it is it politically correct probably not but it's fucking funny but the term politically like, correct wasn't even even hadn't a, even it wasn't even a thing when yeah. those movies were made yep and but you know that like no, no one's really offended by that. You know what I mean? Like when they go back and look at some of that stuff. Now, Blazing Saddles a little different. There's some stuff in there that probably could be a little more, you know. But uh, it just amazes me that how how different like the times are. And I, it, it's definitely uh, there's some people that say with political correctness, like how how it could ruin comedy. If you can't joke about everything, you can't joke about anything. Like, but I think there's, there's there is tact with it. Like, you can see people who are able to, like, joke around about those things and do it well. And well, I think that's one of the things about the times changing. Yeah. The things around the times changing have to change as well. Yep. Right? You know, so there is... The, it's another hurdle, right? Yeah. But there are ways to approach these situations uh, lightheartedly and with a comedic, comedic aspect. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, movies and stuff, Netflix, what have you been watching on Netflix lately? Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, there you go. And Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek's amazing. I love <laughs> yeah, Shit's Creek. Yeah, they just writing. Yeah, very good writing. That's it's so uh, character driven. And they Levy. just they nailed it. They yeah. really nailed it. Oh, yeah. I've always been a fan of Eugene Levy. Uh, yeah. Did an obscure movie with John Candy called Armed and Dangerous. Really? Uh, yeah, where they're they're um, rent a cops. Yeah. Uh, okay. And there's a scene where they're they're walking uh, in a gay area, and they're both wearing chaps, and Eugene Levy's wearing assless chaps. <laughs> brilliant. And there's a dance scene with John Candy. I'm a big John Candy fan oh, dude, too. Dude. Yeah. Um, so like Uncle Buck and The Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. I love both those movies. Yeah, yep, yeah. those are amazing. Those were John Candy at his best. Yep. Um Airplane. I, I, just uh yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. When Farley died, it it upset me 
like no other uh, death of somebody uh, uh, celebrity. Celebrity, sure. It, it affected me when Candy died. It, it affected me. Yeah. Actually, when Lady died, died in that accident, that that affected me too. Actually, because she was a a great woman, but um, I loved John Candy. I loved his comedic style. Yeah. Uh, he he was he was uh, important to me. He was an influence. Oh yeah, he def- he's just got this way about him. Like just you fall like like planes, trains, and automobiles. Like you just fall in love with him as a character. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Del Griffin. About. Yeah, yeah. What was his job in that movie? Um, he's a salesman. He sold he? Uh, shower rings. Yeah, he yeah. sold shower rings. <laughs> and he came up with all the uses for shower. Yeah, rings. yeah. He had all these different <laughs> things. He would like he could wear them as earrings. You know, like. this girl bought a bunch of earrings yeah. and they got their car fixed or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or a hotel room or yep. whatever the case was. Yeah, he was a. Yeah. Wasn't he from Wisconsin in that? Wasn't that the yeah, deal with I that? So. I think he was sure. from Wisconsin. I don't remember. I haven't obviously. Yeah, seen I don't it know either. Enough. I I don't want to. Act like a, I, but I, I I feel like for some reason it just sticks out to me that he was like a salesman from Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. But yeah, um, so uh, back on to uh, Netflix and Better Call Saul. Um, did you watch? I'm guessing you watched the uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, absolutely. Then? Yeah, loved it. I think it was probably my second favorite all-time series ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh next to the wire. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the fine the finer pieces of uh writing of that style of our time for sure. Yeah. It was it was brilliant. I mean the the twists that they came up with in that show. Uh, uh Hank, his brother-in-law, yeah. Uh, yeah. working for the DEA mm-hmm. and taking um Walter on ride-alongs and stuff like that. Not even knowing, you know. And then later, you know, how Hank ends up. Yeah. Uh, it was just fascinating. Yep. They, uh, it was, there was it, a lot it, of character development and depth that went into it, too, know. which was, it was really kind of cool to watch. A show's good when it moves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that show upset me yep. several times. I remember there was a, a kid that uh, Landry from uh, Friday Night Lights uh, came on uh, Breaking Bad he was one of the bad guys when they were cooking late in the show. Yeah. He was the young kid. He was the one who shot the kid uh, by by the railroads when they were yes, doing yep, that job. Yes, I know job. who you're talking about. Okay, yep. and then when he, he what he did to to Jesse's girlfriend. Yep. Uh, that that when he sat there and watched the brutality of that to me. Yeah. Was no? You, are you thinking of when she OD? OD. Yeah, that's that what was, I was a saying. different one. Yeah, that one really moved me. That scene did. Yes. That's when I knew Walter was evil, true like, evil. Yes, right? yep. You know. Like he, he like, if you yep. can do that, yep, you're bad news. Yep, but, but it uh, intrigued you. You wanted to see more. <laughs> you know, like what's I well, what's dive cool with- is, is is it creates a dialogue, like us sitting here. You know, because like as you talk about that moment, I think about from from Walter's aspect, right, where yeah. he has to make a decision, where money and his goal are prioritized over his morality. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it, it's really interesting to see that dynamic, those dynamics come into play in that entire storyline with all yeah. those characters. And, and then he made that choice many times throughout the course right. of that yes. show. Yes, yep. And you see it over and over again, and you see really how he, um, when he's, uh, 
when he says, I forget what the hell the exact line is, but when his wife says something about him fearing someone or whatever, he like he's who should be feared. Yeah, like, that's how he makes it out. And it was like it's really like moving. Like wow, okay, this man has looked for power. It's no longer about making money for him. And his wife makes it very clear too when Heisenberg. she shows him the pile of money. When he when he turned into Heisenberg. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's uh. It's so cool to see that same writing taken into Better Call Saul and seeing because Saul was such a character when he first came on that show. When you yeah, first see him, you're like, "Oh my sure. god!" Like, Definitely and he's been in character. sketch comedy and stuff too. He's done. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Bob Odenkirk. Bob, yeah, there yep, you go. Yep, and he's done. He's done stuff with uh, that guy who was in uh, Small Soldiers. I'm trying to think who that was now. The guy with the glasses, nerdy looking dude. He was in uh, Scary Movie Two as well. He played the guy that I can't remember his name either. All right. Well, anyways, they, they had a sketch comedy show that they they did together, and that was that was always pretty funny. Off the wall, though, it was very very dry humor at times. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what was that? Uh, Miss. Mr. Mr. Show. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Mr. Show. And then they did something after Mr. Show too, where they uh, it was uh, it's on Netflix, I believe, but um. It's it's them two again, and they talk about being on Mr. Show and how they they w- didn't want to call it Mr. Show again, you know, so because it was something different, but it had the very same feels as Mr. Show with the sketch comedy, and it's yeah, it's it bizarre Mr. Show stuff. With Bob and David, David Cross. Yep, yep, David Cross. There mm-hmm. it is. Yep, he's he's funny as hell too. He's another yeah. one, but like it's so cool to see that like how funny those guys are and the weird shit they do, and then to watch him dive into a character like Saul, and like just be so like. I don't know. There's a humor about him, but in the same breath, the stress. The stress that man goes yeah. through from his own doing, from his own shit. And you're just watching him like, come on, how are you not learning from this? You know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, you'd want to watch more. Like, it's just a beautiful train wreck. Like, <laughs> And I think that's kind of what those writers, like, kind of figured out. Like, people want to see this. They want to see the chaoticness of someone who who works this way like what makes a person like that tick we have all heard stories about this in the news everywhere but to actually delve into like that that person who you know everyone's going to look at the enemy what pushed him to that point what what's what made what finally made them make that leap and that's what the whole term even breaking bad like that was the whole he broke bad like that's what walter did and uh it's so cool to see the the incorporations in the show for Better Call Saul that they pull in the other stuff for that, yeah. Um, just the different things, the different characters. Well, um, there's so much going on. Just the uh, the episode I recently saw. I think I'm out of episodes now. I got to go to A and E. I think. Yeah, yep, yeah. It's, it's it only goes through four seasons on yep. Netflix, but uh, they're building that underground cook place. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gus is down there showing it to. Uh, I forgot the geeky guy that Jesse eventually shoots in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I don't remember his name neither, but that, he's the one that's that's involved with it. Yeah, and they yep. show how that starts, and it's yep. just really neat. Yeah, you get to see all the it's it's the origin stories of a lot of the stuff. Yeah, say so, you no, know, it was such a hit show that they're gonna they're gonna ride they're gonna ride on it, and they should because yeah. there's so much character development and story to be told there yet. Well, in the movie that they like, put out on Netflix. Was yeah. Good. Did you was watch excellent. El Camino? Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Loved yep. it. I think it was excellently done. For- and the and the closing of Breaking Bad was fantastic, too. 
the last episode. I thought it was really good. Oh, dude, yeah, they knew I had when to, to watch stop it, it a second time before I agreed with that. Yeah, the first me time too. I watched it, I was like, I'm, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I am let the fuck down. Yeah, but yeah. then when I watched it again, I, I, I kind of brought some more details through with me. Yeah, where at the end I, I appreciated it more. I liked yeah. it because I was such a fan of uh, ah the 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 New Jersey Mob. Um, come on, one of the biggest shows ever. The Sopranos? Oh, yeah, the Sopranos. Yeah. And I, and, and I so did not enjoy how that ended in that diner. Um, yeah, see. That just left me really empty. Yeah. And yeah. that's And on on the creator part, that's a decision they're making, you know, sure. like to 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 end it that way. And like it's always it's one of those things it's got to be hard to to figure and I think that's why they're still doing stuff with that, but they I think they did a good job. I with, wanted to uh, think I would have read a with book. Breaking Bad. You know, what's that? If I wanted to think, I would have read a book. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know, give me the ending. Give me the end. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool to see. Like the one show that everybody was like really hyped about was Game of Thrones. You know, and I I never watched it and stuff. You you would joke about it actually is what. Yeah, funny. I have a joke about because Game what of you say in your joke, and I think it's hilarious because that's what I noticed right away too, and it kind of turned me off from the show like why why do i want to watch a show with a bunch of incest and like, i've watched like, it since yeah. it's it's pretty damn good but that's what I hear. it is hard to watch yeah that's, it's a task yeah to sit down and watch an episode and a half of uh game of thrones yeah, yeah. there's a lot of thinking but i enjoy uh the the dwarf in the show yeah so damn much <laughs> it's, it's oh he's so good yeah almost as good as he is an elf yeah, see, and that's he's he was in a movie. Uh, um, what the hell is the name of it now? It was a Sandler movie um, about uh, when aliens come, and the only thing that they saw was like a video clip of our video games, and so that's what they came as the enemies of. So they came pixels. Yeah, pixels. Yes. Oh yeah. And uh, he's in there, and his character in there is freaking hilarious too. This like pompous, <laughs> like d- dude who won like uh, with Pac Man or whatever. I forget what the hell it was. Um, but he, he won and, uh, he ended up, uh, coming back and you find out that he's a cheater and all that shit, but that his character and that he plays it to a T, just the, just the strutting asshole, even though he's just a little guy, you know, and like he's got a good looking chick with him and all that. And I do a bit about that in, uh, my show sometimes, uh, about my son asking me, Hey dad, is, is that guy a dwarf in real life? That's right. <laughs> no, buddy, he's he's six five. Yeah. <laughs> he actually plays house like that's. They just yeah. shrunk him down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just shoot him from a different angle. Yeah, it's all computers. <laughs> Going back a little bit, um, Brian Cranston's actually in a new show called The Judge. Uh, I think it's, I think that's what it's called. The Judge. Yeah, it's coming out on Showtime that uh, the couple weeks from now, but he plays uh, a, a dirty judge. Like, uh, you know, takes bribes and rigs okay, things yeah, for yep. people. So he's not, yeah, yeah, a series. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna like gonna be a pretty heavy drama series. See, I yeah. think everyone wants that enemy. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think that unites us as a culture too. Like, to see that enemy and like watch them, like, kind of, right, not root against them, but like just just 
intrigued by the story because you look at the shows that are doing well that's exactly what they are mm-hmm. like it's always like kind of like a character who could look at it as being not a good personality right you know well so, even like Dexter like he's yep. like the hero and the anti-hero and the anti-hero at the same, at the same time, time exactly know? he's doing well then look at you really look at Batman if you looked at Batman right. in a different light in a different like angle Batman is just as deranged as the, the people he's well, fighting even Breaking Bad I mean you 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 underhandedly root for Walter through a lot of it. I know yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because you're like, oh, and, and at a certain point, and it's cool to see the writers play on that because at a certain point, you're like, this dude's off his fucking rocker. Yeah, you know, like he's he's clearly the uh, the antagonist instead yeah. of instead of the the combination of both. You yeah, know what yep. I mean? And that's that's where like some of those clear parts in that show where you saw that like he definitely okay yeah he's in, he's not a good right person. he becomes very clearly defined the bad guy yeah yep you know whereas when it first starts the first season the it's first gray. couple season yep yeah he's he's cooking meth he's not necessarily the good guy because no. what he's doing is bad yeah but his intentions behind it and and to see the writers really. Uh, highlight those dynamics of that character yeah that was one thing that i found fascinating about it yeah but i think he he's an actor that's really good at being able to go back and forth across that line oh yeah because he can play a regular old joe relatable guy exactly but he also has that ability to play somebody that is not that person yeah you know heisenberg yep that's, and that's what's so cool. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see the show uh, Malcolm in the Middle with him in there? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, God. Malcolm in the Middle was awesome. <laughs> they I really did a Dad? Burning Man episode. It was hilarious. Yeah. That went to Burning Man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I don't remember the specifics, but I. Yeah. Uh, it was a good show. It he was, was funny. amazing on there. And the mom, too. She really made that show as well. Yeah, they were good. Like, yeah, they, they did such a it great was like, job. It was the middle before the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that show I never saw. That one's—it's interesting. I've only, I've seen the one kid who's actually older. It sounds like, but he—it wasn't like, as quirky. Yeah, yeah. He plays a little kid, little, like the young kid. Yeah, but, but he's like like thirty two or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an older <laughs> dude. It's weird. Like that's in that middle show. Like it's just it's bizarre. But it's a good show, and she's in there too. I think, right? No, 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 no. no. Who am I thinking then? Uh. The mom from Everybody Loves Ray. That she's in there. Okay, yeah. yep. Patricia Heaton. Yeah, yep. And she was amazing in uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. That was a good show. That was one that uh, we're just gonna talk about shows all episode. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's what we got right now. You know, everyone's going back and revisiting a lot of this stuff. You have like six followers. Yeah, six, seven. They might watch a couple. Ross got a fight with his mom last yeah, week, so we're back down to five. Yeah, <laughs> five. What, what do you really have? That's what. Uh, um, it's it's hard to keep like I mean because we're on so many like a few different platforms it's hard to say what we we get. do get a few a few listeners though so yeah it's cool. yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's it's like it's nothing to be like oh I'm gonna quit my job and start doing this professionally but it's enough to keep doing it because we actually stopped doing it and we had a bunch of people be like 
why'd you guys stop? You know, and I was like, oh, we, really? Like, <laughs> like it's. I hope I'm not it? the guest that shuts you down. No, no, we <laughs> we we're gonna keep going no matter what. We're keep I we're think. keeping Cody on the back back burner for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> he's he's good. I I did a podcast with him, and he actually he was amazing. But him and I. It's such ADD that like it was we were supposed yeah, to be I can't talking. even sit in the same room with the two. <laughs> <laughs> we just sit and that's probably what will would kill you up. Isn't, isn't that what Show. that's for? <laughs> yeah. It helps. Um but yeah, I know that uh it's just so funny to see like even when him and I just get together and stuff and it's you can tell we're family kinda, you know, it's freaking we come from That's these. what makes it really weird when they start making out. Yeah, it is. I she mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. But, yeah, he's got. Um, he's actually doing an open mic at the Ambassador now. I saw that's that. It starts at 10. 10. I know. That's for yeah. me, too. I got kids, and, you know, it's, it's hard. But that's so cool to see that now um, he's, like, he's got something going on past. The, like, so at Skyline... You can go to Skyline and do that, and it's kind of it might you might not get on at Skyline. Yeah, they won't. You know, kick that's me. that was. Uh, oh, they, they haven't been. The only time I ever got on Skyline since they went to scheduling, yeah, was when somebody else canceled. Yep. Well, if you show up, dude, they'll they'll put you on. Like he'll Dan will put you on. I don't know what. Com- I don't want to put him in a position. To, yeah. Well, it's I. He'll put I me on if somebody doesn't show. Yep. Yeah, that's how that works. And there's normally like two, three people that don't show. This last one, there was a whole bunch of people. Like I went um, dressed in c- character and uh, was all like not knowing if I'd get on or not. But like I was pretty. Dan pretty much told me like you'll you'll get on. Don't worry about it. So like so I'll I'll text him ahead of time yes, and talk say I'm to coming. Him. Yep, yep. If you talk to him, he'll he'll definitely uh, mask up, right? Yeah, mask up. And then when you get up there, you can take your mask off and Good. stuff. Um, they wipe down between between everything and keep it sanitized. I kept my mask on this last one just because I want to do like a mask singer thing. It was part of your character. Part of my character, so that oh. was fun. Um, I don't have any characters. No, no, and that's something that not a lot of people do. That was uh, Lee Marshall. He was one that uh, would do characters every now and again. And it was funnier than hell. The one time he just got up there and was like, the whole time he was walking up, I miss Lee so He does much. characters when he doesn't yeah. know he's going to yeah, do I a know. character. Yeah, so, yeah, that yeah. guy's awesome. Yeah, dude, Lee was just so, and he's one of those beautiful minds too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just wonder how it ticks up there. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it's, like, he, he just freaking, like, he would go up to stage and like, He's just, just his legs were just going nuts. He couldn't control his legs, and so that was his thing. He gets up there and he's just talking about how, like, he can't control his legs. Like, this is what I forget what the hell his name was with that crazy leg, Joe or something. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, but he's just like trying to do his set then while he's sitting here like shaking his legs all over the fucking place, and it was hilarious to me. Did it? It didn't. It didn't land as I mean, He said like he did that three times and it never landed that great. Like he felt. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed yeah. my ass off because it's like it just was so. Well, it's because you're as weird. messed up as he is. Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That probably was. That was so cool when he was doing that documentary. Did you watch that at all? I loved it. Fools of the Fox Valley. I was on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That just was, uh, just climbing the stage a few times, yeah. but I was on it. <laughs> that's what. I, I, that's me too. I, I'm in like a couple scenes where I'm like at the end shaking hands and stuff, and then there's oh. one of me walking up with my guitar, and um, yeah. But Sitar's Sitar's the one that opens it up, and it's so yeah. hilarious. He picked so the right people yeah. uh, to, interview, to interview, to talk. Yep. Uh, Lee did a great job. Yeah, he, he has did. 
vast potential with that camera. Oh, I know. And and like I, I just really I hope he continues with it and stuff. I'd love to work Before with him. Before his brain explodes. Too. I know, and that's the thing too. He's one of those guys that he just he was working on school, everything all and you could just tell like he was moving at a million miles an hour in his head. Like at all times. Like it just was always just and flying, taking every you know? Yeah. And it's just yeah. Pharmaceutical. That's yeah, <laughs> to keep it going. Yeah, he he was uh he definitely is just such talent that like I think he's in Madison now, but he um he was one that when I first started like was getting up and I was really impressed with and stuff. And I could tell like he was a kid and kinda just he wasn't writing the stuff. He was just improving. And he that's sure where was. he came from was improv. Right. And you could see that even that he would do that. Yeah, he would do that when he got up on regular stage for open mics. He was just, screw it, I'm just going to, you know, kind of wing it and see how it goes. But towards the end there, he started writing his own jokes and keeping track of it, and he wasn't doing too bad. They had him at Skyline for uh, a show kind of like what we did, I think. Where, Young comedians? Uh, the, yeah, um, the, uh, where it was like a... New comedians, new rather? New comedians, yes, yep. Um, <laughs> where it was like a... Uh, a showcase, basically, of the open mic showcase, they called it. Like Caleb and those boys? Yeah, maybe? yep. I think Caleb was on there. Yep, I would think was, so. Yep. And uh, I have the poster, actually, uh, in my uh, locker at work because that was one of the funnest shows I did. I, I just said, well, I did I did a show at Skyline, you know. That's what you yeah. <laughs> That was a goal of mine for a long yep. time. Yeah. Was yep. to get to Skyline. I have fallen out of favor yeah. with Bridget for some reason uh it, that may be stuck up in my head yeah but uh, she just she's not I've I've hit it real well at Skyline a few times yeah yeah I've done very well there uh for open mics and I thought maybe it would turn into something and it just never has yeah and that's I mean you see that and like it's uh, like you look at even like Cody and stuff Cody hadn't hosted a show there until he had been doing it like two years and stuff and like all of a sudden, like they find like more even I think like two and a half about that kid's like, come he, a long way. He has like uh, even from when I like when I started and stuff. This the development. I mean, he always had pretty good jokes, but he's been nailing it lately. I did a good. show with him, and it was like, oh, it was like one joke after the next. It's like holy shit, Cody! Like you were you're hitting a stride with this, you know. And uh, it's cool to see that, and it's cool because we all we all wish each other success, and it's cool to to see that that's the mentality. Not all, there, not everybody, <laughs> like most, and there's most, and um, there are some people who kind of get uh, get a little um, competitive with it almost. Do and, we wait till after the show to discuss those people? That's yeah, <laughs> we don't need to discuss them here. That's oh, that's <laughs> too bad. You can jack up your ratings. That's what, <laughs> maybe kill your show. Yeah, that's <laughs> Cody told the joke about his. Brief sojourn to Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And it was hilarious because I loved it. It didn't get any reaction. There are jokes like that. Yeah. And it was about (coughs) how his mom was worried about him in Chicago, and she didn't want to have to worry anymore about a chunk of ice falling off a building and stealing Cody's wallet. That's right. <laughs> I'm not sure I understood the joke, That's right. but I loved it. It reminds me of the uh, Christopher Olsen joke. Yeah, he uh, his son asked for a belt for his birthday. Yeah, and he said, "Well, 
The next thing he's going to be listening to NXS and watching David Carradine movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a very obscure joke. Yeah, I, I heard that at the though. skyline. I was the only one who laughed. <laughs> and I, I laughed for a long time. <laughs> that is, yeah. that is, that's a good one. <laughs> Ross, do you think the crew at Luxembourg would have been a, a bad group to do my gangsta rap a bit with. Yeah, I don't know if it would have. Uh, cause <laughs> nah, I, I would have died. It would have ended because I think it just would have been not not relatable with that crew, you know. They were but 70. I thought the same thing they with my Tinder date song, a lot of rap up and there. they were laughing their ass off. I couldn't believe that. Tinder I was date went very well there. Yeah, I, I was questioning should I do it or not. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm like thinking in my head, okay, I got some cleaner stuff I could try pulling out, you know. And but it was like, no, no, no. Uh, Jack was the one that was like kind of. Was like, just do it. And then you were like, I'll laugh my ass off if you do it. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, like, I don't, even if it's just for us, like, I'm going to do it. Should have stayed <laughs> home to shoot masturbate. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was as soon as I started hitting it, like, they were laughing. It was like, fuck yeah, you know. It's and that's a good got feeling. some pretty. Raunchy. grotesque yes. moments in it yeah but it shows you like you can sing something and get away with saying certain uh, things because yeah. you're singing it i think it's you're one right it's like like hey my friend st- said this that's one of those kind of things correct yeah like, it's, I, I get away with a little more because of that because i've had ones i have a song where um it's it's pretty darn raunchy and i that was my purpose with it tinder date came quite naturally it was just happened and it just came out that way kind of but i actively was like i want to write a raunchy ass song and see how it does <laughs> and um it's all about like getting into a, a a fight with a guy and then it turns into me sleeping with him and his old lady <laughs> and and, like, it's, and it's the whole thing is just like that was my whole goal was just to make it awkward as all yeah. hell and weird and uh you did that in here and, like, it's, <laughs> tommy you feeling a little yeah, awkward what, yeah. <laughs> and uh go. Look at the time. <laughs> which one of us is the old lady That's what <laughs> so it's just funny to see like that one and, um what was great too was uh I did it at a show where uh, one of the guys, he, he he was quite open with his relationships and stuff and the people that were with it, and they experiment quite a bit. And uh, I, I think he took the song a little personally, like thought like it was being sung kind of like. <laughs> like and because he approached me. Nerve, hit a little yeah, close and he approached me about it afterwards even and stuff. And like, I was like, oh, no, like. <laughs> No, no, no. That he was, was just trying a to get you to go song. home with him and his old lady. Yeah, like what was that's like I, I'm like that's just a song like I, I wrote. I'm not I, no like that wasn't me making advances and like actually wanting this to happen. Was like, he cute? Uh, he wasn't bad. Looking He's like, hey, you want to fight? <laughs> yeah, you want to fuck? You want to fuck? What do you want to do? Fight and then fuck. You want to fight? Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Like. Uh, it's one of the cool things, especially about, like, the attic and stuff, too. It's cool to see another venue that we got that uh, Jack's been really doing a good job with putting on the shows there. And then um, I've been kind of doing the open mic and stuff, which I wasn't able to do there for a bit because uh health reasons and stuff, but I'm back at it. And I think it's cool to see... Splitting it with Adam. Glimmers of COVID not killing comedy around yes. here. Because yes. I do agree and see that it's happening in other areas. Yeah. Not just comedy. Madison. Live going good, but Madison is like they don't have any open mics there. I think actual physical uh, COVID. Open even mics, even yeah. even stage performance. You know, a lot of like uh, like Broadway actors and actresses yeah. are having to go and find new careers. Yep, because they've been out of work for so long, and it's you know it's an unforeseeable future right now. Yep. 
which it sucks that it's got to be that way, but I think that, like, just like sports, anything, like, this entertainment people want. They might not want it nearly as much as, like, football or something, but um, I think people do like comedy, and I think people are going to want to laugh more and more, and I, the shows you put on and stuff, like, it's going to eventually work its way towards... Uh, being what it was like, hopefully, and uh, it really. I think it's going to create a new wave of, of opportunity and potential yeah. for a lot of places, yep. a lot of people, and a lot of industries. Yeah, but I hope so. I feel uh, like I feel like I feel like that's the only thing that's going to happen down the road. You know, the only thing that can happen because you know, even even our, one of our earlier guests said. He firmly believes comedy's dead, you know. Yeah, yep, yeah. And you hear about it, even like music, you know, uh, a lot of them are doing either the drive-in shows or whatever. Yeah, and that's weird. I I can't see, you know what I mean, to be at like, um, a friend of mine did that, Sean Patrick Moore, and he was saying how, uh, or of ours, you know what I mean, you you lived with him and stuff. Um, I don't know that. It's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but like, uh, he was, I asked him about it uh, afterwards. And uh, about a show he did like that, and he was he said it was weird getting horn honks to like jokes like that yeah. was how they let you know you did good. I saw him he put something on Facebook about that. Yeah, yep, yeah. That was uh, it's just I can't imagine like what that would be like. It's just so weird to think. And I like even I was asked to do some digital shows and stuff too, and I never I had health things going on at that time anyways. But, like, I, I still was just like, I don't want to do Why that. Why don't you just tell the people you had your penis enhanced? I had my penis enhanced, guys. Yeah. It was actually, uh, it was a... Removed, was a, not enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> From his forehead. It was forehead. a pretty easy <laughs> procedure, you know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was, uh, it's just good to see that, like, things are coming back around and stuff. I did a show, uh, it was uh, all virtual, well, it was recorded at the, at the back lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that was early on. Nathan and Jack and uh, I think Caleb Hanneman yep, was Caleb there. Caleb was in there too. It was and it had the um, Stacy hosted Rokemar. Yep. Yeah, and you guys had like it was a big like uh, fifty-five gallon drum of hand sanitizer in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it wasn't. Yeah, but it was funny. They had I a drank bunch of a Corona paper. on stage. Did you? Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> that was I remember Dan uh, Karin was actually like drinking those quite frequently after it was all starting because everyone was selling them cheaper. Because uh, I don't know why people, yeah. Because yeah, people are that stupid. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. There like was a, a thing like um, all these stores were selling out of all these other kinds of beers, and nobody was buying Corona <laughs> because of the name. there was some sort it's of pretty good beer. It's, yeah, I know yeah. it ain't bad. You know, throw a lime in there, you're good to go. <clears throat> yep, that's the thing. If you don't throw a lime in it, it, it definitely adds to it. I started my set with. I don't know if this is the antidote, but I I don't know that it isn't. I yeah. started, started <laughs> yeah. drinking. Yep. Turns out it wasn't. Yeah. No, that was fun, and that was I was actually talking to Kyla, and I was gonna do. Uh, that was one of the people I was talking about to doing a show, but I never ended up doing it. Are they closed or not? They are. They're closed, but they're doing digital stuff though. Oh. So they, they yeah. don't have an actual physical location, but they're just kind of doing the uh, the um, the comedy via Zoom. Because I'm going to miss, uh, ah, I'm Brandle? T- the, the, the teacher at Oshkosh Nick, West. Nick Brandle. Oh, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Brandle. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I miss him. He's uh he's an excellent comedian. Yes, he is. Nick Brandle is, uh, I, 
he's very professional too. Like that's one thing I noticed about all, all the people I know that are teachers. You guys are all like you know how to command a room because you've had to command a room of children. Like people, that's, people <laughs> tell me that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it when I'm on stage. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it's totally I don't different. feel it's like different. I'm in control. Yeah. No, <laughs> but people tell me yeah. that I look like well, I'm... Well, that's same here, man. Like, it's one of those things... Well, like, then it's working. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I am so... But, like, I have the experience to camp on away, like, with the children and stuff there. And then I've been in, like, cover bands and stuff. Yeah. So that's where I've gotten, but it's a totally different ball game. And you still, you're like, oh, my God, are these people going to find me funny? Are they, you know, with songs, like, in a cover band especially, you know, you, you sing the songs, people are going to sing along. Maybe they might not, like, you might have the people that just stand there and watch and stuff, and they're not getting as involved. But no matter what, it's, you have it set, you're just going through it. You're not looking for, like... The reaction you might you might not be as excited playing the song, but you're still gonna go through and play the song. It's a lot harder to get up there when you're not getting any laughs and continue on, like to, as compared to when I was in a cover band and people weren't really participating that much or giving a shit. That well, I was and there's dancing. other people on stage with you at this. Yeah, you know. Yep. So it doesn't rest it d- solely on you. On you. Yep. That's true. So That's, what yeah. kind of cover band are we talking? Um, it was myself and my dad. And then uh, Journey we, Tribute. And we joined in, yeah. Journey? Journey, Journey Tribute. No, it was... Uh, Abba Tribute. The <laughs> <laughs> family thing. Tiny <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Ross would tiptoe through the tree. Oh, yeah. Such a creepy song. His oh, dad's yeah. got a killer it's falsetto, a- though. <laughs> I, have to, I want to work with him really bad on a song about the birds and the bees. Like, that's one thing <laughs> like I really Like him teaching do. you? Yep, yep. And then, like, talking about him teaching me how his dad taught him and how one day I'll teach my kid. And, like, have that be the different verses. And, like, the chorus will always be the same. It'll go back to the same chorus of... Wait till you're so the teenager and you can bring him up for it. Too. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That'll be fun. So, if it's okay to do cover music, I should be able to go on stage as a comedian and do, and do stuff from do other stuff people. stuff from other people. <laughs> I, you know, and that's funny because, like, coming from the cover band I'm a thing cover going comic. up there... Like, I'm a cover I, comic. Exactly, I, Tommy. Because I've actually done, like, Sandler tunes up on stage. Yeah. Like, not since I've done comedy, but, like, when I was doing in a cover band, i do that stuff because people had heard it. They wanted sure. to hear Lunch Lady Man. They love uh, that. Or Lunch Lady Land. Sorry, that was it. Uh, we, we did, did you a, say Lunch Lady Man? Lunch Lady Man was what we did, <laughs> was what we did for Camp Onaway. I rewrote it, and uh, it's, for our, um, it's for our cook. And uh, so we talk about the, uh, the camp cook. And that was a blast. We had him actually come up like Firely did and like do the whole thing. The kids loved it. Do you have a mole? And uh, yeah, he does. He's got a he's got a shit ton of moles actually. It's <laughs> funny. So like it's uh, he um, he was yeah, just it was all perfect. And I kept a lot of the same lyrics, but then I changed some things too to make it like like we eat red cake up there. So that was one of the things I threw in mm-hmm. uh, um, burgers and brats. Um, so that was uh, instead of hoagies and grinders, yep, and it was corn on the cob is what the thing was because corn on the cob is a huge meal there. Like everyone wolfs down like so many cobs, and it's always excite exciting for that that night, you know. And so like I had this giant corn on the cob costume. So someone runs out in the corn on the cob costume and starts dancing around. It- did you say corn on the cob instead of sloppy Joe? Yeah, that's oh, what. Oh, yep. cool! Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was corn on the cob, corn, corn, and it kind of changed the aspect of the song almost too. Yeah. And, but it still like was this, that's what it came from. And the people, there's people that knew that, but the kids to the kids they had never heard anything like sure. that. So they're thinking I like that this is like an original song kind of too. But um, 
It was. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, I changed up a little bit, you know. I It's so much easier, and I've, I've stayed away from doing that in comedy, from taking a song and just, like, doing, like, a, a farce of it, you know. What do you call that? A reimagining. But um, a parody. Uh, to do that... Uh, I've tried to stay away from that. You don't want to be Weird Al? Just because I don't want to be Weird Al. Yep. Yeah. Same reason why I don't get up there with an accordion. I have one right over there. See? <laughs> I don't want to play, play it, though. But... He's yeah. still a curly-headed fuck, though. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... Um, what it gets me is uh, just... Um, like you say, how, how... Like, you can't really get up and do another comedian stuff. Like, there's no way... Um, but... Back in the day, like you, uh, have you seen the marvelous Miss Maisel at all? Many times. Yes, and uh, the way that her her, um, her husband got up and was doing the other act yeah. and stuff, and it sounded like a lot of guys that started out at that time kind of did. I'm sure that was you watch some of the old comedians, the jokes they're telling. I've heard, and I've heard other comedians tell them. So some of those comedians at that time did that. They well, yeah, even jokes. back in the day, like in the Catskills and shit. Yeah, the comedy that's up when there, this takes place. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the comedy up there is a lot of like retelling of like jokes your dirty old uncle told you. Yeah, you know, yep. like and and you hear a lot of different comics doing different versions of the same joke. Yeah, because then I could do like. My favorite comedian. I could do a bunch of Anthony Jeselnik stuff. Like, oh, Anthony Jeselnik! Like his amazing. uncle who works at a camp for kids who are about to be molested. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he touches on some subjects. Have you seen uh, Daniel Sloss? No. He's on Netflix. Check him out. He's a lot. He's the same thing. Like he's got an accent. His is Irish accent, but he touches on some. He'll throw. Uh, that's what I love about. Uh, like comedians like that that'll throw their audience just way off into a fucking left field with like whoa he said what and then bring them right back in with the fucking punchline and stuff and uh daniel sloss is really good with that and it's about the composure you keep while you're telling a joke like that yeah. you can't you can't break you yeah, have it's to see like delivery for sure like, jim jeffries is good jim at that jeffries, as well yeah um david tell david yeah. tell was one of the earlier ones that was that shock you know kind of thing and talk. His was a lot more about partying and stuff too, in Vegas, you know, shit like that. And, hmm. But he definitely, uh, he was real good with that. Um, so getting into comedy and stuff, uh, or is there any advice that you would give someone that uh, is coming into comedy, like like pretty new, and uh, just looking for some advice from a? I don't know I, that I've been doing it long enough to start slinging out advice. Yeah. Um. I would say if you're going to start doing stand-up comedy, find a couple guys that you trust, that you believe in, good comics preferably, uh, to help guide you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when, when Christopher Olsen would tell me, you know, okay, here's an open mic, you know, maybe avoid this open mic, I listened. Yeah. Uh, he was a guy I respected, A, for being funny, and B, for taking an interest in me when I didn't think I was worth taking an interest in. Yeah. And, and so I listened to him, and then I listened, you know, and I, it felt weird because I did that um, podcast with, with Nathan and Cody, and we figured out while we're doing it, we were all the same age. Uh, they were 25 and 26, and I was 51. Uh, so we were, the, we were the same age uh, at about the same weight, too, actually. I, I think I outweighed them still. Um, but, but I listened to those guys a lot. And they had some good advice. Yeah. They also had uh, some advice that I didn't think was appropriate for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like 
me, yep. so I so I didn't take that advice. But I listened to those guys carefully. Find some mentors, I guess is yeah is what I'm saying. Some people that you trust. Um, and, and and I've never found with with two maybe rare exceptions three. I've never found anything but comedians that want to help other comedians. Yep. That's we all true. work together. When I went with when I went to Luxembourg with you and Ross, that was fantastic because yeah. these are like two of my favorite guys. Yeah, guys I trust. I know I'm going to have a good time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, is the show going to go well? I don't know for sure. Turns yeah. out it went great. Yeah. Um. But but you know you, it's like in all of life, if you surround yourself with positive people, things are going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I've always found. Sure, yeah. When you have a choice, of course. Yeah, and I think I think what you were saying is, uh, you you see that aspect of all the comedians around here supporting and helping each other. Oh yeah. uh, In the fact that that the comedy scene hasn't died, it hasn't just shut down. It very easily could have. You know what I mean? Yeah, not close. Also, don't go on stage hammered. Yeah, that's that's a good advice too. I that's have broken really that rule <laughs> and wished I had. Yep. Yeah. So and yeah. I, and it's not like you don't do good. It's just that like you watch. Well, there's no, times that you. It's that you don't do good. Yeah. <laughs> I get fucking bombed <laughs> because I was bombed. Yeah. Because I always before I would go on stage, I would have four or five beers. Yeah. And I know at my body size. With my experience, four or five beers is not going to make me slur my speech. No. It's not going to make me unsteady on my feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to calm my nerves. Right. It was, to me, medicinal. Yep. Uh, but one night, one, one day, I, I was I did Dairyland, but I went out to lunch. We had a staff luncheon, and there was much beer flowing there. <laughs> and then I went up to Appleton and had my four or five. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was stacking the four and five. Yeah. So that that did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, I've noticed the same thing too. I and one of the things I noticed real early on too was uh, like like getting stoned before going up. It always like it always fucked with me. Like I felt paranoid as shit, so I wouldn't. And like a lot of people, they like assumed I was just because I always look like I'm stoned. But like that's just always. I've even like when I was a young kid, man, I already got that shit. Like I just I looked like a stoner, dude. But like it's I do. I just yeah. <laughs> it's it's always been that way. And uh, but um, it's just I, I learned that early on just not to not do that because getting in front of everybody. And I have a joke about that. I think I did it. Yeah. That night about and it actually hit pretty decent. Yep. Everyone was. About how, like, oh, it sucks getting up here being stoned, you know, because it's like you're all sitting there staring at me. <laughs> Far- farmers aren't afraid to get stoned. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're definitely, you could tell. I, I had a lot of hoots and hollers on that when yeah. I said, I said, I'm fucking stoned. And it's, woo! <laughs> that was fun. And I wasn't really. I wasn't even that, like, that, um, I, I had maybe had a drink in me. That's about it. They know? had their own version of stoned up there. Yeah. It was that, yep. it was that, uh, uh, fourth Manhattan that Grandma Mary was putting down. <laughs> that was their version. That was their version. Well, what's the other drink I always think of when I think of old people? Uh, whiskey old fashioned. Old, fa- That's old fashioned. Old fashions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bourbon old fashioned. Brandy. I see a lot of people. Brandy old fashioned. Whatever. Well, any old fashioned. Yeah. Well, and it's um, 
if you uh, and it's Wisconsin's old fashioned compared to other states is completely different. Um, that's what I found out from. Uh, I forget who the hell I found that that one out from, but they went to a different state. Oh, I'm sure it's stronger. And it was uh, yeah, Here. yep. It, they they mixed. I forget what they mixed them up, and it was like, what is that? Like an old fashioned. It's like Ooh. no, no, no. That's not. <laughs> I know yeah. it's like, well, you want a Wisconsin old fashioned? Oh, okay. And like where they muddle and muddling, I think is one of the big things. Um, that makes and even here you places that don't muddle, um, but like use the mix. Mix the up. They use the mix. So, uh, but the places that muddle, obviously people like they take pride in that. So people go there because of that fact. Like it's they're it's like an artisan, a craftsman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some exactly. places that do that with Bloody Marys too. Yeah. Oh, make, oh yeah. Bloody Marys is one of the, and the the things they add on to Bloody Marys is hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes you get like a pickle. Yeah. And sometimes you get like half a fucking meal or an entire meal. <laughs> yeah. or an entire meal. Yeah. 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 Sticks and cheese. There's fried a, chicken. Yep. Pizza. That tacos. I've never seen. There's, uh, fried chicken is at Sobelman's. If you get a whole pitcher, that's in Milwaukee. Yeah. Sobelman's has a whole fried they have a chicken whole, that comes Not with interested. They have a whole <laughs> menu. I think there's probably 10 different Bloody Marys on their menu. Yeah. Wow. Like, I got different. one that had. Um, a couple pieces of bacon in it, and then it had three sliders on a skewer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little meal, and then you get your bloody, you know. It's not a little meal. Oh, that's <laughs> a, yeah, that's... Yeah, but next time I go on stage, I'm guessing I won't be drinking, because I kind of, I just stopped drinking. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't something I needed to do, I didn't think, but... Yeah. I just... <sighs> drinking was always fun, because you, you get to this certain point shot five or six i would i would drink fireball and, yeah and tie up mountain dew <laughs> and, and and you get to this point and it just spreads this glow of happiness yeah and and, and, and the, the social aspect too i yeah. think and then the point stopped there, there it, it wasn't happening yeah and i'm like well what's the point in drinking so yeah i just stopped yep you know mm. i would notice and when i was getting into comedy and doing shows a lot more my tolerance went way the hell up I wasn't yeah. drinking that often, and now here I'm going, and you're getting free drinks at shows, and like, yeah, that it was not. And then open mics, even too, like you say, do your couple. It was always for me. It was like two mixed drinks before, and then two after, and that's yeah. it, you know. And that, but like, it started becoming more than that, and that was when I was like, all right, bud, you need to, you need to kind of watch this. And I remember making a joke about that too. It's like, hi, my name is Ross, and I'm a comedian. Like, <laughs> like, kind of, like, it's like, it ever since Ross. I got alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and everyone did. It was funny because everyone was, hi, Ross. <laughs> so it was like, it, yeah, it, it hit the way I was hoping it would. And, they, uh, they bought us those shots at Luxembourg. And, and you know, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll have a shot. It's not going to send me on a bender. Right. No. I'm not like a, yep. uh, an alcoholic, an alcoholic uh, that yep. is dry. Yep. Uh, that's not a problem. No. So, right. You know, for a long time, I was pretty sure I was yeah an alcoholic, and then uh, some things happened, and I realized, well, you really weren't. You were just drinking a yeah. shit ton. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, there is a difference. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep, yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad uh, my my path took that turn. Ever, I just, I mean, now I'll drink. I went to dinner Friday, and I think I had three glasses of beer and. I don't even know if I had a shot. By the time I was done, you know, I was like, I feel pretty, I feel pretty goofy up <laughs> up yeah. top. You know? so, yeah, yeah, on three beers. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, Economical. I, I think thirteen was the last time that happened. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Getting older has its perks in some some aspects. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's one of those things, you know. It's uh, knocking down the nerves and stuff, like you say. That's yeah. definitely where. But I, I'm noticing the more the more and more I'm doing it, too, the more comfortable I feel without having to do that ahead of time. Right. I feel like I so, can go up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you come off as very confident. One thing uh, I remember, and you were talking about, like, like people who some of the comedians that, like, uh, C- Christopher Olsen, like how he, he kind of took you under his wing a little bit there and told you about different things and yeah. stuff. When I when I came to my first open mic to, to watch it, or you told me about it, um, and uh, I went to Cimarron, and you were the host that night. And you were so kind because I sat right in the front table there, and you, you, the microphone was right there, and you come up and you talk to me and my date that was there with me. Oh, and we're just so cool and told us your story about how, you know, you had been, you, uh, you had been always wanting to do this. It was on your bucket list, and how, because um, I told you I thought about doing it, and you were just very supportive right off the bat. Oh, like, I'm do glad it, to hear that. Do I, it, yeah. get into it because you're not gonna, you're never gonna regret that you did it. You know, right? And uh, and you just kind of, you definitely. We're um, we're very like very kind about that and very uh, very positive and uh, kind of pushed me to like want to try it. You know, there was uh, my Cody, who's my my like second cousin. He um, he was doing it, and I saw that through Facebook and stuff. And then Dan, right. who I went to school with, um, who was one of our previous guests, he. Um, he actually, when we, him and I were in school together, we would laugh our asses off. So when I saw he was doing comedy, he's I'm like, awesome. oh, I know he's like, he he has his delivery down. Like he, there's so much that he does that's just like on point. But um, yeah. So it's just comedy's been just a great thing. It's cool to see, you know, it's continuing to go. It's not we're not gonna let this shit die, you know. <laughs> it's you know, so. I only have. It's school. I've got Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And then I'm off Wednesday. Yeah. So maybe I could get up the gumption to come to stay Skyline. up late enough and come to Ambassador. Oh, Ambassador, yeah. I yeah. would love to do that because yeah. it sounds like it's pretty I want to I, I try. Yeah, definitely. And I want to try um, doing, uh, getting there. I, I have a babysitter. I haven't gone, school. but I heard when you tell the jokers they're clapping, they make they you snap. Doing, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is like it has become like a hipster bar from the sound of it, but like that's not the owner is not that way. Like that's and he's just like he kind of just goes with it. He goes, "That's what it turned into," you know. Like this is what whatever you know. Well, so, that's what you get when you put ferns up. Yep, that's what. <laughs> yeah, no, I I gotta check it out. Yeah, that's one of the things I have to get see if my parents will watch my daughter. On a Wednesday, one of these times, and you had the one going on in uh, in Fond du Lac there for a while at the uh, top shelf, right? I thought that was going to turn into something, and it just kind of fizzled out. It just didn't. It fizzled. Yeah. I don't feel like we had the support uh, from the from the bar. Yeah, um, there were things told to me that never came to be. Never, yeah. Uh, you know, by last time we had it, ended up being. Me and Alex Morris and this local guy, and yeah. about two people. Yeah, uh, that was. That's when I knew it was time. Well, and that's the attic. The attic kind of is like that certain weeks, but then there's other weeks that we'll have like, like, you know, almost twenty people there. Oh, and like cool. there's like eight comics. It's yeah, like, All right, cool. The the more there are, the the better off we are. Yep. The more the more venues we have to mm-hmm. hone our craft, I guess you'd say. 
Yeah. Uh, the better. No, and I really think that uh, it's just cool to see the different comedians that are like that are motivated and are gonna like try to find venues and see what they can do to get stuff going because uh, we have uh, we have to make this for ourselves. That's something that uh, unfortunately we we had an interview with uh, with Greg Will. Uh, not unfortunately, it was a great interview with Greg Willett, but um, it was on Skype and we it was horrible audio quality. It was cutting oh. in and out. But that was one thing he really pushed in there is like, and Tyler Sitar too. When we we have uh, interview with him and he kind of talks about it at the early startings of some of these things. Find venues, get it going. You know, Cranes is another one. Cranes gets so many, so many shows going and stuff. Yeah. Like just find that stuff and start it. Like it's what what does it hurt? You know, you go and you do it and it doesn't do well, and what the owner well, says, well, never again. If nobody you know? shows up, you get to hang out with your friends exactly. for a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know the guys in comedy. You you mentioned Tyler. I mean, Tyler and Danny and and, and these guys. They're, they're people that I. There are very few people I'd rather spend time with than these people. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I remember doing a show at a place in New Holstein called The Empty Glass, and yep. it was a little hole in the wall. Yep. And I loved it there. Yeah. My only payment. And this was a crane show. Yep. My payment was um, bush light on tap. <laughs> That's absolutely all I needed. Yep. And then they they gave me they they gave me a, a ten spot on the way out too. So <laughs> yeah, they pulled together some tips, which yeah. to me was completely irrelevant for that evening. I was uh, just up and coming at the time. Yeah. Now, I guess I'm still up and coming. I don't know that I've arrived yeah, anywhere. Yeah. I <laughs> but, mean, that's uh, one of the things that you're always you yeah, know, well, building and growing. How's Jake always doing? Coming. Jake, Jake hasn't been. Uh, Jake hasn't been getting into comedy. Jake Shane, he was a guy in the area here that really impressed me right away. He was too. fantastic. Yes, and a great writer, great writer. Yeah, he always he was very hard on himself. Um, we all are. With yeah, yep, and I think that comes comes down like I said, artist sensitive about my shit, and uh, it's just he's he's doing life right now, and I think those life experiences because he's young. They got a baby life, coming. I I know I I know that was something she wanted, and he was kind of he he talked to me about it a little bit, knowing I had kids and stuff, and asked me you know what it was like, and I could see there was interest there. So she's I like think the first happen. lady of Valley Comedy. Yeah, she is. She really is. She's. Uh, and, why I am mean, I? Why is her name escaping me? That's what um, sing, song, songin, songin. Yeah, songin. I mean, I don't. That's the only person I know named Songin. Yeah, you know she is from Korea, but she's a sweetheart. Uh, sweet, but I will tell you, I told Daniel, I said, he, or not Daniel, uh, Jake, that the best hot sauce uh, was Crystal, and I got him a bottle, and he agreed it was the best. Uh, and if you get some, you will agree to. Yeah, if you're hot sauce guys, <laughs> um, and he said that Songin was going to make kimchi for me. I ain't seen no goddamn kimchi yet. <laughs> so that's a problem. Did you guys hear that if you're listening? You owe Greg some kimchi. I want some too, guys. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> I'll share. I'll share. But I hear it's delicious. Uh, like, I, I tell kids that, like, uh, one of my students was uh, taking a cooking class, I think. But they were making Swedish meatballs. I said, "Ooh, you can you can bring some of those to Mister Freeze." Yeah, right. <laughs> she did. The next day, I had Swedish meatballs. They were good. That's awesome. And I told the kids with trick or treating this week, uh, bad people like to pass out 
a candy called Baby Ruth. So if you get any of those baby roofs, you might want to bring them to Mr. Freeze, and I'll take my chances. So I should be getting a crate full tomorrow, and then my second group comes on Thursday, just when I finish the first pile. So uh, it's funny, uh, yesterday actually, with my daughter, we went and did like an Easter egg hunt kind of a Halloween and there was a couple kids that a couple girls that were there. They were around like 10, 11 years old, these girls. Yeah. So, I mean, they're older, you know. But um, still, it was funny. They were getting such a kick out of running around and doing that. And Aves really did. And um, when we got done with it, like, all the, all the girls are picking through their candy. And these girls are like, ew, a Snickers. Ew, a Snickers. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, I have a pile of Snickers. And they're like, we don't want these. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll take those, you know, if you guys don't want <laughs> I'm here to help. So yeah, right? So I ended up with a pile of Snickers because these girls don't, all of them thought it was gross. Yeah, and they like, left? Oh. Um, I have some inside. Yeah, you can. I don't yeah. need some. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that just blew my mind, like, like Snickers. How do you really? not like I Snickers? Know. It's like the, one of the best candy bars. Unless you're allergic to peanuts, which yeah. did you find out what they did like? Kids I don't, are. Um, they, they, they like like Kit Kats. That was so like. Well, that's also a fine choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kit Kats are good, but um, I just was surprised that um, oh, that they, they were like just this pile of Snickers. It's like ew. Like, I rate. Are you kidding me? I rate Kit Kats four on my list. Four. Yeah. yeah. Snickers is two, so. Snickers is good. What's your number one? Well, Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth? Okay. Yeah. What's yours? Where's Reese's? Reese's. Three. Three? Yep. Reese's is mine. I got to say Reese's and then uh, Snickers. Uh, Baby Ruth ain't bad, though. I, I'd My, say it's up there. Mine goes to five, and five for me is whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit? Okay. Yeah, that's as far as my list goes. I like fast breaks. You ever had a fast break? Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Take five. Those are good, too. If they got chocolate, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As long as there's no almonds <laughs> or coconut, I'm good. I like Butterfingers. So, Butterfingers? Yeah, very, very those, good candy bar. Yeah, those are, and that's interesting. There's a classic never, element to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Heath bars. Heath, yep. Yep. Got that crunchy going on. Yeah. Those are really good. Those two are really good in uh, um, ice cream. Ice cream. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. That's yep. So when, when, you, when you get a blizzard, I always get like I always get those. Reese's is another one. Pretty much any candy is good in a fucking blizzard. <laughs> I don't like any candy that doesn't have chocolate. Yeah. I don't eat Skittles or Jolly yeah, Ranchers. Yeah, um, like uh, um, Star, uh, Starburst. Starburst. No, I, I'm not interested in any of that. Yeah. Mike, my son, he's into Starburst and stuff, and I'm never really. Cared, I understand so. they they're tasty, but yeah, it's yep. just not my bag. Yep, more chocolate, caramel, yeah, peanuts. But yeah, it's did you say peanuts? Peanuts, <laughs> you caught <Penis>. it. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's been a pleasure talking with you. We're at yeah, the two hour mark it's, here. It so. has been Whoa, good, two I hours! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. Yep. We covered a so, lot of good topics, man. Yeah. All right. A lot of, a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, thanks for coming on and yeah. talking with us. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed it very Getting much. Getting to know you a little bit better. Thanks and, for the invitation. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. And definitely hope to see you around at more shows and all that. And uh, Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Later. Later.